This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, the weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, we're presenting our recent interview with Robert Kirkman, the writer, producer, creator of the Amazon animated series Invincible, and of course, The Walking Dead. For those unaware, Kirkman broke out as a comic book writer a couple decades ago, working for Marvel before venturing off on his own, creating a number of popular comic book series, including The Walking Dead, Outcast, and of course, Invincible, which is what we're discussing in our interview. Invincible is a coming-of-age superhero origin story unlike anything before it. Sure, it has influences of Marvel and DC, but only as a jumping-off point to tell a story that is geared towards adults and is at times very dark with some bloody, bone-breaking action. But at the heart of it is the story of one teen trying to come to terms with being a young superhero when your father happens to be Omni-Man, the universe's version of Superman. As you can tell from the interview, it's a comic book series that means a lot to me personally, and I can happily say this TV series does a great job bringing it to animated life. So if you're someone that likes superheroes and also looking for something a bit different than the always sunny Marvel Cinematic Universe or the dark, desaturated DCEU, Invincible might be for you. And if for nothing else, it has an incredible cast that includes, (gasps) that's a deep breath, Stephen Yoon, J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen, Gillian Jacobs, Andrew Rannells, Zazie Beetz, Walton Goggins, Jason Manzukis, Mae Whitman, and Zachary Quinto, just to name, I don't know, a dozen. Needless to say, it's a, a huge cast that's probably the best animated series cast that we've seen in history. Dot, dot, dot. Who knows? But before I throw it to our interview with Kirkman, I got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check out your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. And speaking of our podcast, I want to tease what we what else we have coming very shortly. In addition to this interview with Robert Kirkman, we have some pretty great interviews coming over the next couple of weeks with folks like Rachel Sennett, the star of Shiva Baby, Ilya Nyshuler, the director of Nobody, and a couple of other surprises. Needless to say, you've got a lot of content from the Playlist Podcast coming your way over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'll let you decide. We think it's kind of awesome. So I hope you enjoyed our interview with Robert Kirkman. I'm going to throw it over to that where I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian Farver and Mike D'Angelo. Enjoy. I want to welcome writer, producer, creator, comic book legend, Robert Kirkman to the Playlist Podcast. Thanks for joining us to talk about Invincible. Happy to be here, guys. Great. I got to say right up front, though. I'm a huge fan of the Invincible comics, and I have to thank you not just for the story, which is amazing for superheroes, storytelling in general, but also, I got a prop here, collecting them in this, (laughs) because that is a really solid at-home weight system, because those things are ridiculous. A book's not a book unless it hurts your back. (laughs) (laughs) Words to live by, I swear. Yeah. 
So yeah, back to the topic at hand. Amazon's uh, finally bringing your superhero comic Invincible to life as an animated series. But as someone who watched the MTV motion comic back in the day, been following the news about the live action stuff for years, I know I'm excited about this show coming out, but I got to imagine for you, this is like you're over the moon. So I would love to hear kind of what the last decade's been like bringing this story that you've had to life in some way for somebody. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, it's a weird experience because we wrapped up the comic book series in I think February of 2018 and then moved right into the animated series. So there wasn't really any kind of gap. I mean, I think I had started working on some aspects of the animated series before the comic book series had even ended. Uh, and I was really hoping that we would have been able to announce it in the letters column of the last issue, but uh, the timing just didn't work out on that. But uh, uh, it's weird to, you know, have that transition where you're wrapping up a series and, you know, you're, you're reaching that finish line and you're very nervous about how the ending's going to go. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's not any sense of missing those characters or that loss of that series because you just dive right into the show. And then, you know, we've been working on the show for the better part of three years and, you know, it's just been a, a, you know, a lot of work and, and, you know, you've got a pandemic that was kind of thrown into the middle of it all. And, and uh, you know, we had to transition to working from home and, you know, it's just been a crazy race to try and get this whole thing to, you know, come together uh, uh, the way it has been. And now that we're, you know, nearing the finish line for the first season and getting to actually like show this to an audience and getting to, you know, see their reaction and, you know, share them with it, uh, share this with them. I, I couldn't be more excited. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, like so thrilled to be at this point in the series, like looking at the future, like knowing like maybe we can, you know, tell this full story again and kind of tweak things along the way and do cool things. It's just a really great place to be. I'm very excited. Charles has been like a, a diehard Invincible fan for, for all of us. I, I like knew it was there. I wanted to jump in. I've read all the Walking Dead stuff and you know watched it obviously and it's 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 one of those things where i was like i knew the the series was coming so i was like maybe i should just i should just wait for that because i saw i the like cast. you less Charles, <laughs> I like you more. <laughs> well here's the thing i watched the first three that that you guys gave us and i'm like i can't wait anymore so i'm already started on the, oh, the comics so sweet. yeah you and, got and another you can, you can strengthen your back with those two so that's <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you went digital don't let I him did. fool I'm you i'm sorry <laughs> oh. and i'm out read them on your old pc and then you can that. <laughs> <laughs> all right that sounds good well so i mean just for like the uninitiated it's i mean it's it's a kind of a classic origin story for for mm -hmm. like the super powered like young kid and there's a bunch of super powered individuals that feel really like similar to like marvel and dc universes but on the other hand you have this super kind of hard r adult tone and like really pitch black like darkness and like horrific violence and all that stuff. So some people might care kind of like compare it to another one of Amazon shows, the boys, wow. uh, something like that, which is great. As far as, you know, how would you describe this to, to someone who's like, what is this? I just see bright colors and costumes and animation. Maybe my five-year-old would be down for this or like, what, what would you, what do you pitch it as? Uh, well, I mean, this, this is very much a coming of age story for Mark Grayson. It's about a guy who grows up in a superhero world where superheroes are as common as, you know, football stars in our world. And, uh, you know, his dad is the greatest superhero who's ever lived, who's, you know, beloved the world over. And he's kind of grown up in his shadow and wants to live up to, you know, who his dad is and wants to follow in his father's footsteps. And our series picks up when he's actually doing that. 
But what he finds out is, you know, it's very much a be careful what you wish for situation. The world of superheroes that he saw as a child is not this brightly colored, candy coated world that he, you know, aspired to be a part of. It's much darker. It's much more dangerous. It's, it's, you know, much more dire. And it's something that, you know, he isn't necessarily prepared for. And so it's, it's very much about that transition from adolescence to adulthood where you're like, wait a minute, like getting to drive and getting to do whatever you want and getting to be the master of your own schedule and everything like is, is, is stressful and crazy. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, only, you know, Mark's a superhero. And so the way he's experiencing it is, uh, you know, getting his face punched in. And there are consequences. Yes. Yeah. There's huge yes. consequences. I mean, that's another thing about invincible that I think sets it apart. Uh, you know, we're not shying away from the consequences of their actions. Uh, you know, when two superheroes fight and they build a, they bring a building down, uh, you know, that's a national event and, and, and people are mourning the loss of the people in that building and the superheroes are feeling guilty over the you know mistakes that they've made that have led to the collapse of that building and, you know, dealing with these stories and, and watching how it affects these characters is, is really the core of what makes invincible invincible. Was there ever a thought about changing the art style for the series from the look of the, of the comic book? Cause there's in a clear influence Corey Walker, Ryan Otley, did you ever think about making this just the most violent and bloody Pixar film ever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walt Disney animation. <laughs> yes. No, I, I mean, uh, I think that, uh, you know, because of the size of our cast, uh, 2D animation made a lot more sense than 3D animation. When you do 3D animation, you kind of have trouble doing uh, uh, a number of different characters because you have to build 3D models. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, once we had decided on 2D and, uh, you know, the, the look and the feel of what we were going for, uh, the reason you get that sense of the comic being brought into the animated series so accurately is because Corey Walker is actually the lead character designer on the show. So he's, you know, working hand in hand to adapt his own designs and some of Ryan's designs, uh, you know, for the show. Uh, and I think that it was very important to me to, uh, you know, keep that brightly colored superhero world uh, present uh, because when we go into these, like, darker places and when we have the violence kicking up it's going to be that much more jarring if the entire look of the show is telling you oh this is the kind of thing that doesn't happen in this world and so then when it does you're just you know like whoa i didn't expect this to be happening mm -hmm. uh and uh you know i think it makes it that much more surprising and startling and for those unaware, I was kind of mentioning it before but you are uh the co-creator of the walking dead i don't know if for some reason, someone doesn't know that. I don't know how, um, but you know these are vastly different stories, and I'm sure a really super different journey to get to the screen. What has been, you know, out of those two stories, like which do you think been the easier one to translate? Has it been like what's the most difficult part, you know, to getting Invincible on the yeah. screen? I feel like maybe, well, I mean, Invincible was definitely easier to adapt because I was at a different place in my career where people were, you know, possibly uh, a little bit more willing to work with me, which is nice. Um, but uh, uh, I think that uh, also being in animated form, I think moving a comic book from, you know, the story page to the animated field uh, is a little bit more seamless a transition from bringing a comic book into live action. Uh, so, so in that respect, it's, it's, it's been a much easier transition. Um, you know, we would have to adapt to the uh, comic book in a completely different way if this were a live action TV show. Um, you know, you wouldn't have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, people with fish heads and, and cat heads and different things <laughs> like that would look super weird in live action. Uh, but, you know, in animated form, uh, it, very, it all just works. It all just looks like it belongs and you don't question it. 
And I think that's something where it's like a, the shorthand magic from comic books is being pulled into animation in a really cool way. Speaking of live action, this, as I, I kind of hinted at earlier, this has been a, a project that kind of had teased the live action, possibly not the series, but you were talking mm-hmm. about possibly a movie still being in the works. Maybe we'll see. But now that you've, you're telling the story on Amazon, and this is a very unique story because it's serialized superhero storytelling. It's not, you can't just tell like the fourth story in Invincible before you tell the first story in Invincible, right? So now that the animated series is out there, are you second guessing the idea of bringing a live action version of this story to life? Or is that something you still hope to see maybe in a film or, or even Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still very much in development at Universal. It's something that we're actively working on. And I think that uh, uh, if anything, doing the animated series is showing us, you know, the different things that we can accomplish in animation and how we're going to have to handle them differently in live action. And I think it's, uh, you know, putting us, I think, on a little shore, uh, a more sure footing uh, as we move into live action, I think that uh, the the limitations are mainly in television. The the speed at which things are shot and the budget at which things are shot is is much different in television than it is in film. Uh, you know, when it comes to adapting Invincible into a film, uh, you know, the story will be a little bit more contained than its animated form. Um, um, you know, just to differentiate the story in, in some way. I can't really get into all the different differences that we're gonna gonna be doing, but uh, we have time. Uh, you can list them. <laughs> yeah, go I wish ahead. I could. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean uh, uh, the live action movie and the animated uh, series have been developed uh, almost concurrently, so both versions were aware of each other along the way, and you know we're we're you know keeping the differences intact uh, as we move forward. So the two will exist. Uh, uh, you know, well, they'll coexist in a very uh, uh, you know cool way. I know we've seen the Batman origin like 45 times in films, but like, you know, is there any concern that you're telling the origin story for Invincible now and that you might have to retell it again? Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And and we're planning for that. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, there's the, that's what I'm saying. Like it's all being done at the same time. So, um, so yeah, we're, 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 we're on top of that, I guess. Just keep Seth Rogen as Alan the alien. <laughs> yes. That would yeah. be ideal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, talking about that cast for a minute, I mean, that was the thing that jumped out at me was just the the heavy hitters that you that you got for this. And did you have to work like especially hard for anyone to be a part of this, or were were you turning people away at some point? <laughs> was there anybody that surprised you the most with what they brought to their character? I mean, what was that all like? Uh, you know, I mean, everybody brought something to the to their roles that was that was surprising. I think that um, when we got Jeffrey Donovan for the character Machine Head, mm. um, you know, I didn't really know what we were doing with that character, and and uh, you know, when he came in, he was kind of like, ah, you know, I kind of do it like this. Is this cool? And we were just absolutely blown away. I mean, that happened a lot, but that's that's one example that I remember. We didn't really, you know, we definitely didn't turn any actors away, and. You know, all of them were harder to get uh, to a certain extent. Uh, you know, we had long conversations with a lot of them trying to explain the project and, you know, what it was and what we were trying to accomplish to try and entice them to, you know, lend their talents to our silly superhero show. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody came on board and, you know, we were able to build this amazing cast that I think is, you know, making for a, a absolutely spectacular show. And it's put me in a position where, you know, characters that I wrote for 16 years that are, you know, almost, I think they're 18 years old at this point, uh, I'm still learning new things about them because I'm getting to see them portrayed through these actors, uh, you know, talents. And, and and I'm like, oh gosh, I, I never considered that Debbie Grayson, you know, like felt that way or, or, or was like that. Like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's new aspects of them that even I'm learning through them. And that's a really great experience. 
really quick, was it an intentional choice to have Walking Dead actors voice the Guardians of the Globe? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't know, when's <laughs> this going live? How much can we talk about? Yeah, no, no. But yeah, no I think uh, uh, for people that are familiar with the comics that know the fate of the Guardians of the Globe, uh, it's it's a it's an extra little uh, level of, of fun to uh, have a Walking Dead cast that is very familiar with dealing with that. Uh, coming in to portray these characters and so that was something that I thought would be a really fun thing to do. I, I hate to be the walking dead guy but you know there's a lot of talk about hey, I'm the walking dead guy. <laughs> oh yeah that's right I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about the upcoming like Rick Grimes film which I'm referring to as the Ricking Dead I think production is supposed to be relatively soon right? Are you trying to trick me into revealing something? <laughs> I, I just like I, I saw it for it. But either way, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be this it, 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 movie that follows him since he's spoiler uh-huh. alert for a long time ago disappeared. Is this kind of like a self-contained story? Is this a series that's just like a series episode that's like a feature length, or is you know what kind of differences is the Ricking Dead going to be from the Walking Dead? Uh, I think uh, uh, all and you can I'm feel willing... free to use them. By the way. Uh, you know, it's possible that we might, uh, uh, or it could just be the walking Rick, uh, yes. you know, who knows, but, uh, like um, but yeah, I mean, look, all, all I'm willing to say at this point, cause I don't want to spoil too much is that, uh, uh, the project is, um, you know, it's focusing on Rick Grimes, uh, possibly more than the show ever did, you know, because it's mm-hmm. his movie and it's his journey. And so being able to get back into it with Andrew Lincoln and to be able to explore another aspect of this character is really exciting. And we're going to be doing some really cool things uh, with that character and, and also some very different things. Like this is, a, you know, it's a movie. It's not a part of the TV show. And so we're hoping to bring you a, a story that has a little bit of a different flavor than what you're experiencing from The Walking Dead. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, we're going to try to keep things as different as possible while also still existing in the same world. And uh, I have already said too much, but, uh, you know, <laughs> look, look for The Walking Dead, uh, uh, Rick Grimes movie, uh, The Walking Rick, The Ricking Dead, who knows, mm-hmm. whichever one we call it. Uh, Rick and A. Uh, at, at, at some point in the future, it's going to be great. Now, you, I, I hate to do this because we're talking Invincible, but I, I do want to ask you one thing about Marvel and just superheroes in general, because you okay. are a bit of an expert. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, you are. Uh, You've worked at Marvel and you've seen now, that was years ago, of course, but you've seen now with uh, the MCU being kind of the biggest franchise in history, I guess you could say almost. We've we've seen superhero storytelling in film and TV just drastically change over the last decade. So I'm curious what you think of the current state of superhero storytelling in TV uh, outside of Invincible, which you would say is probably the best. (laughs) <laughs> but also, uh, are there any other projects that stand out kind of as like the gold standard when you look at like, this is where superhero storytelling should go? Uh, I mean, I think the boys should definitely get some recognition for doing some new things with superhero storytelling. I think that's a great show. I think that uh, as much credit as Kevin Feige gets, I, I think he you know, still possibly doesn't get enough. I think that uh, you know, what he's been able to accomplish with the MCU is, is really you know, remarkable. I think that uh, one of the chief things that he was able to do that I think is uh, really uh, adding to the longevity of the superhero medium uh, is uh, the way that the Marvel movies have pivoted uh, from being your your standard superhero stories because if you take Iron Man Iron Man is a really really good version of what you got in a Batman movie or you know a Spider-Man movie it's like a very cool you know superhero origin story but once you get to Captain America Winter Soldier 
uh, you know, that is a, an espionage tale. And uh, when you get to Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that's just a sci-fi movie. Um, you know, uh, the first Thor movie is very much a, a fish out of water uh, comedy from the 80s, like with superheroes. Um, you know, the Captain America First Avenger is a, it's a World War II movie where there just happens to be a superhero present. And so he's really kind of shown that uh, superheroes can just be an added element to a well-worn uh, genre that already exists. Um, you know, it doesn't have to just be a superhero story. Um, you know, and as we move forward, uh, you know, having that element present, I think, is, is it, you know, it makes it possible to do literally anything in, in a superhero movie. Um, you know, I think that Shang-Chi being martial arts and, you know, I know that Eternals is going to be something, you know, uh, very different. I don't know if that's going to be science fiction or, or what. I mean, I'm picturing it being something like Game of Thrones with superheroes. So, uh, you know, I think that there's just a, uh, uh, you know, he's really taken a, a, the opportunity to show a, a, what a massive canvas a superhero can be. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be more like Nomadland, but superheroes. That would be cool too. <laughs> the Eternals. I'm bus. pooping in a bus. Sorry. <laughs> really quick. So I just kind of like looking at some other, you know, things that you've been attached to. I know you were attached to a, a Dracula reimagining uh, called Renfield with Dexter mm -hmm. Fletcher. Uh, is that still happening? Um, anything you can tell us about that project or that story? Uh, I mean, I can't really give you any details, but that is very much in the works. Um, you know, I'm very excited about Renfield, and I think it's going to be a much different kind of uh, uh, movie than, than you would expect. Nice. And uh, yeah, we, hopefully we'll be uh, talking more about that very soon. Awesome. And what about what about Stealth with uh, Lee Daniels directing? I know that's a hero you created. Uh, is that a superhero film still in the works? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lee Daniels just did his, uh, uh, you know, Billy Holiday movie. Mm -hmm. uh and uh, uh yeah i mean i've been in contact with lee for a while and uh yeah that is still very much in the works awesome is there uh just building off that real quick is there any of your creations so to speak that you're like desperate to get out there that you don't think uh people are expecting yet Ooh. i mean i don't know i mean we're doing a lot of cool things with oblivion song that i'm you know hopefully hopefully people will you know be aware of soon um i don't know i mean there's there's you know any any and all of them really i mean i don't really play favorites i think that uh Everything that I've done, uh, you know, I'd love to see it uh, adapted to another uh, media at some point. Uh, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. There's not any kind of like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's firepower. Firepower is the one, you know, like I, I, I love them all almost equally. Uh, that said, I think that firepower would make a cool TV show or movie. Uh, we'll see. A Bolivian song, by the way, desperately tried to get that issue when it hits the comic shops. It's so difficult. I, 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 yeah, anyway, regardless, uh, <laughs> but we have to wrap up now. So I wanted to, to thank Robert Kirkman again for joining us on the playlist podcast and uh, everybody go check out invincible when it debuts on Amazon prime video on March 26th, uh, two episodes, yeah. right. And then weekly after that, something like that, three episodes on three, March 26th oh, and then good. weekly after that. Yeah. Great. So yeah, thank you so much. It's been a blast. Awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It's been great. Thanks a lot guys. Uh,